But now it's recording. Yeah. And with that... Yep. We're here. We we are here. We are here. We we are here. And to commemorate the no 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 motherfucker. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> it is Wednesday, middle of the fucking week, hump day. I'm pretty sure there's a hump. I'm pretty sure there's a soundbite for that. Oh no, there is, for sure. It is Wednesday, my dudes. If you hear the squeaky chair of my chair, you know it's a new Space ID Collective podcast. I'm your host, Desmond Desi Stead Robinson, with the Dama Lama Rider Ventura. What is up, everybody? The don't want where? The don't want to bake, but but is forced to bake. The clumsy baker. I'm filled with anxiety. <laughs> Felt with anxiety. Hit it! Our, our lovable ball of anxiety. <laughs> I'm a hostile ball of anxiety. <clears throat> I'll say before the soundbite comes, ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Um, we, we, we are almost close to the weekend. If you're hearing this, it's probably been posted on a Friday, but if you're hearing this anytime after this was posted, hello, welcome. On our our different podcasting channels, we have a trailer for the podcast. No, no sound bites from any of the episodes. Just me telling you to listen to the fucking podcast. Verbatim. Yeah, that's, that's trailer enough. Yeah, that's verbatim. Like, the only thing you have is is the audio. If we sh- like play you the audio, there's no point in literally listening to it. Yeah, just <laughs> just listen to the fucking podcast. It's like seriously. <laughs> I mean, there's there's no, just there, there's like nothing else to say. I love y'all, but just listen to the fucking podcast. We do got <laughs> listeners. We we do. Just you know, just fucking listen to it. Thank you for those that are listening to it. What do we have today, Desi? Today, on the docket, um, as always, remember we're on now podcasting services around the globe, and we have an episode already up. Um, it's a solo. It's another solo mission with me. Um, you can't escape us. You can't escape us. Um, himself and bye. It's me, myself, and I. <laughs> very close. You was very close. Um, but no, I did a solo episode. Um, you can consider a pseudo artist talk episode if you want, because I know I do know there was um, some people um, in the art community that I'm technically, I guess I would say, a part of that wanted to hear more artist stuff from this podcast feed. And so I just did a solo episode and Benita and former guest Lauren Lynette hit me with some stumpers. Like, like, fuck. (laughs) Like, so if you want to hear that, you want to hear me stumble, especially on Lauren's question, definitely go to that fucking episode, which is already up. Because the question that she gave, um, and I'm legit thinking about doing a whole artist podcast with, um, hell, even with those who are not artists. Because here's the question. Is the history um, and representation of the artwork more important than the work itself? That was the question that was gave. I was just like, well, fuck me. 
<laughs> I was like, yeah, that's a pretty fascinating question because I feel like interpretation changes all the time. So, like, mm-hmm. interpretation is key on that for sure. Yep. So, if you want to hear my version of the answer, go right on and listen to that. Uh, so that episode that's already up. Um, but definitely stay tuned because I want to get some other um, other people interpretation of that. Qu- just one episode where just that question no fucking tangents and it will happen we've done it before we have done it before you can't just ask that question and not expect tangents from us well here's the thing from us of all people you expect no tangents we have we have proven on past episodes that we can stick to a topic that's true and and this topic will prove that we can stay on topic and we and actually because we all are technically nerds in our own right. Damn. Well, I in the, on the last episode, well the last episode before last, I said I buried my nerd card, hence why I'm called Desi is dead. I'm not officially a nerd. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, okay. we could roast you. We roasted you a few we, times. We're not gonna go on the tangent of just roasting that one sentence, but let's continue on. Like hey. Like, look at these assholes that's out here. Do we need to have, like, a roast corner? Like, a roast ridge, if you will. uh, You mean a rotisserie? Ooh, there you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A rotisserie? A Mm -hmm. rotisserie. A roastory. No. Rotisserie. This is a work in progress. It's getting too complicated. Continuing on. Yeah. Ah, fuck you! <laughs> fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't know, we now find we've been me and Christian been talking about for a damn near close to two years. We finally got fucking sound bites. We finally have sound bites, and unfortunately, they're here to stay. It seems like. <laughs> oh, you goddamn right. The only the only sound that would not go until I get some actual money is the sound of this goddamn chair. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Oh man, I hate this chair so much. Like literally, my ass hurts. <laughs> I hate Damn. this chair so much. Like you squeak around in that chair, and it's like all of a sudden. No. See, I thought you were gonna go with squeaker, squeak, squeakums, squeaker. What, what I really want to squeak, squeak. I appreciate everybody giving the full uh, allowed time for that <laughs> reverb. What? <laughs> What I really, what, what I really want to do is take this chair outside and just. That's what I want to do. Oh, this chair. That's I'm just imagining you having like your own like office space moment, and you just like take this chair to like the middle of some field, and just like beat it with a bat. I have oh. my I have my grandfather's axe. <laughs> it's it's the, the day is coming. <laughs> the day is is damn near. Because the only thing I'm worried about this chair, I've watched a thousand. The one things you should never do is watch a thousand ways to die. There I mean, is, I think I you should always it. watch that show because it's hysterical. Yeah, it is. There is I, still, I will never forget the people that died inside a helium balloon by themselves because they were on a honeymoon. Or the, oh my god, or the ones that like uh, got decapitated because their like tongue jewelry got hooked up together as they were like kissing from two different cars. Yeah. Or when the compressor of a chair like myself, like mine's, and the coil went straight to dude's asshole and killed him instantly. Hmm. I mean, there's just, oh, 
There's just so many ways to die. Why did oh god, why did why did a thousand ways to die just give me a very weird, bad full flashback to the memory that is Spike TV? <laughs> voice I mean, narrated narrated where in voice, from, yeah. Yeah, narrated in voice by Ron Perlman. <laughs> IP Oh Ron, Ron Spike TV, so- not Rob, not oh. Ron Perlman. Spike <laughs> TV. Hey. <laughs> I'm like, what happened to Ron Perlman? Don't tell me. No. This- you, you might have two no. emotional dudes on his pocket. <laughs> two emotional no. I no. mean, RIP to Norm McDonald for sure. And um, definitely one. We didn't say Ron Perlman. Yeah. still alive. Um, and Michael K. Williams, something we did not mention on on the episode um, when we did what if. I really wanted to talk about Michael K. Williams, but we didn't get a chance to. So, Norm Macdonald, Ed Asner, and Norm, uh, Michael K. Williams, R.I.P. Yeah. Still so sad about Michael. It's like another shit. person taken too soon. Like, fuck. So he many- was like my peak. Fan cast for um, Anderson if they ever did a Mass Effect movie oh, slash TV show. Ooh. That would have been great. Because I know Battlefield 2042 being pushed to November of this year, and a lot of people are pissed. But the thing is, though, Michael K. Williams is in the damn game. Shit. So he's. They already said that he already finished everything. So we really don't know. Like it could be gameplay wise for all we know that like they they're working on, or they're probably trying to do something real quick to commemorate Michael K. Williams because he is an actual character within the Battlefield universe. Oh, that's oh, huh. he plays Irish. I was like, I was like, holy shit, that's a Battlefield game I have not played. Um, I think it was. I think I only ever honestly like fully played Battlefield Four. Other than that, I didn't really play any of the other games. And if he wasn't for, like I said, not enough to where I made it and paid too much attention. Yeah, I I just played the Bad Company game. Same here. That's that's and I'm still waiting for the third fucking game that's never gonna happen because you guys are a bunch of dickbags. Yep, that's uh, (laughs) R.I.P. I just want a third fucking game. You leave the second one on a fucking cliffhanger. Like, what the god? Just see, that's the only reason I haven't played the second one because people tell me that there's like with that cliffhanger, I'm like hurting myself if I do. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's like it's like it's Valve, but not as like super painful as um that. But it's still painful. Mm. It's still painful. Yeah. Very much so. Damn it. Yeah. Hey! Anyhow. Anywho. Welcome to the podcast again. Welcome. <laughs> really this is a very calm energy, uh, a very calm, chaotic energy podcast, is what yeah. I'm feeling today. Yes, yeah, so we're only 11 minutes in. It feels like 30. This <laughs> <laughs> is a safe space to talk about your feelings. Um, I am. Vent your frustration. I will. Say, I will say this. Um, your feelings. You know them to be true. <laughs> California, you showed up. Um, you had me and Benita. Oh, play. thank fucking Christ, Jesus! You had literally me and Benita curs- cursing you all out two episodes mm-hmm. ago. Yeah, I but, appreciate you guys. Love you. Because for a minute, 
I was literally uh, my, a friend of mine's <laughs> Joe Bergadol, also known as the Commander Beanie, um, also known as the Creators, offered me and my brothers a stay in Canada. <laughs> Space Oddity was going to move to Canada. Oh, fuck that. I'm moving to Sweden. <laughs> Why Sweden? How much chocolate, man? Uh, the know. healthcare? That too. That's fair. I mean, I could, like, work a job at McDonald's there and just survive quite happily. So I'm like, I'll flip fucking burgers. Like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> fuck that. I'm opening it. You know, actually, that. why are you making me want to move to Sweden? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Let's make a nice little, like, uh, nerdy commune. Nerdy um, commune. Nerdy friend commune. Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, I mean, it could be like midsummer, just without like all the ritualistic murder, um, right? Hey, let's, let's not talk about that. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to figure out I might be down with that. Um, actually, I found a proposal. Oh, I, I had, a, okay. I found a proposal I wrote when I took a business class because at one point I went to my own, uh, my own uh, shop. It oh. was, it was going to be a bookstore slash it was like a comic book slash coffee shop bake a bakery coffee shop and comic book store is it gonna be called harga's happy shrooms no 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 sorry that was another midsummer joke there it's fine in midsummer yeah that's all you um (laughs) such a good movie so right right (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> He's like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a wow. Florence Pugh really killed it in that. Um, that was entirely unbelievable. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. But I do give you um, two um, shroom teas. For trying, two okay. shroom teas. That's good. That's real good. Mm-hmm. I have I have opinions yeah. on um, midsummer, but we'll do it in um, our Octo- Screamtober, the month Screamtober. of Screamtober. Oh, we the have a name for we, it. Ooh, okay. We have a name for it. Screamtober, the Space Society Collective. Um, every episode throughout the month of October, we're gonna do horror theme episodes. Can we make sure, like, each episode starts with, like, the Wilhelm scream? Oh, we have it. Hit it! <laughs> I'm looking. Oh, I didn't have that one prepared, and I was not at the ready. <laughs> <laughs> he was not at the ready on that one. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to use the screen from, um... Oh, shit. Um, that goddamn... Hit- I, just, I just literally watched it. The sh- not the shiny. Oh fuck! Okay, I found it. Go ahead. <gasps> Thank you. Yay! I'm Thank you. I'm that one because I that saved. I and then I feel like we but, should end it with um. The screen is. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Pee Wee Herman's death scene no. from the first Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. Ah, but no. Um, oh, Paul what something, is- Paul. Paul Rubens, but what was the name of that? Di- Thank uh, you. I just watched it a week ago. It's the um, Alfred Hitchcock movie where he dressed up as his mother. Um, Psycho. Psycho. God damn it! It was literally right there on my tongue, and I just 
it blinked like snapped out of my head but yeah i wanted to use the um the screen that that screen from psycho as our intro oh yeah mm-hmm. that'd be like good. the scream or just like the ring 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 or we could use Garth doing his version of that from the first Wayne's World movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We could do that. Oh, it could have went longer. <laughs> Imagine we play that, and then the normal podcast thing kicks on right after that. Right? See, that's the month of Screamtober, where we will be coming at you with all of these things, as well as more thematic podcasts. So, I expect you, Christian, to be finished with Fair Street by then, because I just watched it again <laughs> last week. I will watch Fear Street for this for this occasion. Yes, I just watched it again last week. I want to make that known because Ray's now here. I just watched it again. Oh, does Ray not like so it? So good. He said he will watch it. And he barely went through it. Mm. He needs so he's not much. He's not one for like the horror. So he no. needs you know like his horror movie buddy. Like got you. Totally chill. Totally fine. Yeah. Absolutely get that. Um. He's out here breaking people's backs and clapping cheeks. That's why you can't get through a horror movie. Right? I mean, look, it is technically on Netflix, so there is going to be some chilling. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that why Ray's not here? <laughs> yeah, well, we, we, this is a new running joke, so yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, I did the move. I did the- uh, Ray could not be here for he, ha- he is tied up. <laughs> for he has done gotten square. Nodded. <laughs> oh, I did the oh, I did the oh. I did the Mubaku chant last episode. <laughs> oh my god, did you really? Yeah. My brother was like, what the Oh my as god. Soon, as soon as we was done recording, my brother was like, what the fuck? I can hear you from the front. <laughs> That's still one of my favorite like Marvel interviews is when they had him say that fucking tweet and just everyone dying. <laughs> Like, especially like, welcome to the MCU. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, uh. forever, people. Wakanda forever. I'm, my, my, my throat is a little bit hoarse. So I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> the the Mubaku chant. So sorry, audience. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, let's get on topic. All right, so okay. We did. You say we can't avoid tangents. Yeah. And you say that we have control. We have <laughs> no control. But uh, we we were talking about California, and it did derail. Um, yeah. Gavin Newsom won the recall. Thank you, fucking young young voters at that. So thank and you. I want to just like look at a map to be like the correlation between like the big hot spots of COVID in California and then the people that voted yes on the recall the only people that I know within the past week that have been affected with COVID still are the people who were not vaccinated 
and you Long have, story short, get fucking vaccinated, people. And, and and I'm seeing a lot more medical professionals mad at the fact that they have to be vaccinated to work. I'm like, you, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Stupid. That like, look. You're supposed to take care of people, and not only that, you're on the front lines of taking care of people who has COVID. So you are you are openly saying you want to die, while you and yourself going to be need, needing help. That is just that's a jinga piece that don't fucking fit. Yeah, that's that doesn't make sense to me. It's like, <laughs> you know, like I look. I can't believe you've done this. I, I just I don't know what to say. I know, right? <laughs> but thank you for those who voted. You gave your rights to vote. Um, <sighs> at least we we did something right on voting. Um, Newsom, um, Biden is a whole other thing, but we're not going to get too deep on on that one. Um, this is not a political podcast. Yeah, we're not a political podcast. Just fucking vote. Um, D and D though, we did promise a par- a, a partial D D episode. Um, and why not start now before we um, talk about? We can move Wolverine, Spider Man, and the Matrix towards the end. Yeah, why not? Why not? I mean, it doesn't matter yeah. to me. Like, I'm not, I'm not told. I'm not partial to this subject for any sp- particular reason. Mm-hmm. I didn't. But, I didn't literally just come back from from CVS and uh, weirdly run into some diecast figurines of like some of the D and D figures that I'm gonna take to work. I totally didn't just get this right now because it was like, what the fuck is this doing in a CVS? I see the eye of the beholder. What? Mm-hmm. They're diecast too. What? <laughs> but um, for context, um, Ari Does that mean like it's, it's made it? Like it's like out of the dungeons now, so to speak? Like it's cool? Like it's cool? If the CVS is stuck in this? Like it's... Apparently the CVS has it. <laughs> That's fucking phenomenal. Why does CVS have diecast D and D figurines? I mean, I'm still saying please support your local, you know, like D and D stores. Yeah, of course. Cool places yeah, like that. But yeah. If you don't have to live in an area close to one. To be fair, they're CVS. They are shittily painted. However, they are still nice. I mean, it's okay. You can touch them up. Yeah, yeah. Boy. Yeah. Was it really that long? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna let that one ride. Just gonna let it ride. Just gonna fucking let it ride. Just let it ride. But um to get us back on track. <laughs> mm. Oh, for context. There's gonna be a lot of that tonight. I have a feeling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For context, um, two wait two weeks ago, about a week ago. It was, uh, it was a week ago. Yeah. About a week ago. It was, uh, it was about this time a week ago. <laughs> about a week ago. <laughs> um, we finished our first campaign. Well, our illustrious DM finished the first campaign that he has spent over a year, a year plus writing. First part. The first part. part. Yeah. uh, Arc one has finished of the Adventures of Team Ramrod. And technically, like Avengers disassembled, technically Team Ramrod disassembled. 
technically Team mm. Ramrod is disassembled. However, it does mm -hmm. not mean that there are not new heroes to be thrown into the frame. There is new heroes, yes. And in this case, I'm like, I'm trying to picture one Avenger during um, Avengers Disassembled. I'm trying to remember who remained in Avengers Disassembled as remained on the team. Your Falcon. Falcon. Well, if Falcon we include it to like Falcon say the MCU, you're like the Thor. <laughs> yeah. Since he's the only one with like movies going forward. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the I'm the I'm the I'm the last Team Remrod slash I just... allegory Avenger left. Yeah, kind of technically, yeah. It's uh, not even technically, like reality, reality, yeah. But damn, yeah. So, um, our first arc ended, and I cannot honestly be happier with how it went. Oh, it was so exciting! Like, I like. Oh, it's thrilling. I I I hope that those last three sessions, even though they were combat, were satisfying. Yeah, because it, it was the most, I will say, the most creative you had me be. Uh, technically, even Zyder before he officially finally left. Yeah, like, Zyder was being creative, too. And I was like, Because <laughs> you have two, because you literally said, we evolved. Your two OG yeah. members evolved towards the end, even though that was, those last three sessions, I equated to, like, the season finale of a show. That's how I equated our first campaign. I'm really, I'm really glad that's how that felt because that's this, that's what I was hopefully going for. Because we was like, oh, we was technically Doom Patrol. If you say and think about it, we was technically Doom. If we're going, if I'm going to equate it to a comic book, please don't, please don't. No, spoilers. No, 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 comic book Doom Patrol, not not move, oh, not, okay. not, not TV show Doom Patrol. Okay. In this, okay. Cool, in, this cool. in, in this case, I'm Robot Man. Nice. Because he's the only, technically, if you go according to comic books, the only rotating member, the only member who's been there from day one. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because it's like, yes, it's it's unfortunate that we will not have the same members continuing going on. However, the new ones, I feel, also may stick around for at least for a long, a long while. Um, I don't, I, I haven't, I don't think I've told you this specifically. But a lot of those people, including the people that are spectating, I have I have uh, ran through. Uh, I've been doing uh, uh, one shots, quote unquote one shots, mm -hmm. and like doing side quests and stuff with them. And they've also been affecting the world of Eolith, our con our total uh, our total uh, history here. Okay. So that. Uh, it's funny because it's like I I know that they're interested in it in a very specific way, and I know that we're transitioning over to the point to where, like, I couldn't believe the fact that I now have to make two games because there are enough people asking me to join Ramrod campaign that I can't handle that many people in one campaign that I have to make another one. Oh shit! So campaign two would be new characters. Campaign you two is fucking uh, legit. Bro, <laughs> campaign two, like campaign two, is also gonna be in Eolith, and I haven't decided whether it's gonna be in a different time period or if it's gonna be parallel. Oh, so like, so like we're being in a way. So 
for context for this, um, we technically ended where my curse. Anyone like to recall the events of last session? <laughs> go ahead. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Literally, look. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, go, I said, go ahead, because I could say in terms of my character, his curse evolved. His curse fucking evolved, didn't it? My 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 character's curse evolved, and we was within this me, um, mouse. I can't believe and, you've done this. <laughs> me, mouse, and Alaria that is left standing. Um, that is all is left of this new this new formation of a team. But it sounds like to me, before we get to being able to recounting the last three sessions, we may go through a time jump. If that's the in a way, I'm in a way. I'll tell you this. In a way, no. <laughs> okay, I'm about to say like if it's a time jump, I'm like all right. In a, in I have a very to... direct way. No, there's no time jump here. You guys are gonna be returning where you think you're at. Oh, okay. However, the I will tell you that the events continuing, or f- I should say, leading after the battle, will be. Uh, um, sped through and will be exposited continuing on for the setting up okay so that that is something that we will play through and something that i that will that you can expect to to be able to finish certain things however the the story itself so when i say that the arc closed this is something that i want to i want to define here when i say that the arc closed i'm not saying that your story closed i'm not saying that that the events of what you guys did or the actions that you guys took are now in the past because when i say the arc closed i mean the first the first yep. thing that you guys set out to do when you when we started this game the first thing that we talked about in session 0 was what we're expecting out of this campaign mm-hmm. and out of this campaign one of the main things was you guys are going to fucking fight the dragon. You guys are going to fight Cryovane. And that is the culmination of what this arc is going to be. There is story stuff that definitely ended last session. 100%. I'm sure you guys know that. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot of things that are set up to continue into arc 2. To continue into new things and to lead you into new places. There are still the threads that have been left after what happened in the events of, like, Arc 1. You guys still don't have any idea what's going on, really, with the Fae Trafficking Ring. You guys are just touching the surface of the Church of the Segmented Angel. You guys still haven't gone to Antiva. You guys haven't... the Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. If you will. To what I equated to a time jump is, like... Not that's the thing. We're not focusing on what we still have left over. I'm talking about like instead of jumping back in where we left off, like jumping up, like all right, this is where your character's at mentally now. What what they yeah. should be mentally, and then what has happened since then, and what you're what you are set out to do going forward that sets up for us as the players. Like all right, this is what was given to us. Let's act this out and let's play it. So like we yeah. st- like we still like let's say a six month time jump. Max yeah. is settled into whatever the fuck is going on with his um his newfound power. Settled into being a leader, 
with two people who are now trusting them. Like that type of thing, like and them trusting that that type of thing, Instead, yeah. as opposed to like, oh man, we just starting back where we left off. We had to go back into that mindset. And I'm still exactly. still like you're not you're not starting back off immediately like fucking after the battle and shit like that. That's true. I I guess what you what you meant as time jump, yes, is is correct. Okay. Like you guys are going to be returning back to a point where it's like okay, we can recollect ourselves and and take stock of what's happened and move forward with where we want to go after we see what's being presented to us here as well. Okay. Like that's that's what you could probably expect with the beginning of act 2, arc 2 without giving away spoilers or anything. Because then there's other things too that it's like there are, there are things obviously there are loose ends that never got finished in arc 1 that were touched upon that we're not going to fucking touch again. I'll be honest. And those things and those things are not like, oh, things that are impossible or things that I don't want to give you guys. Those things are just like, oh, these small little bits of story that like were left, you know, a conversation that was had or an expectation that was made or a promise that was told or something that for a sense of closure, you guys would know that would otherwise be closed. Okay. So you don't have to worry about doing that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I mean by the time jump, by the like kind of reset where the beginning of arc two is going to be coming in. And now, Benita, with the recounting of the final three episodes or final three. Benita, my my wonderful accomplice DM, had taken notes apparently throughout majority of it. I never asked them to take notes, and I appreciate so much that you fucking did. <laughs> okay, well. To start with, I guess the first episode of the final, the final big battle. Um, I finale. Uh, lovingly titled it uh, "What Fuckery Is This?" Um, for that campaign, and uh, it was basically, you know, kind of the opener. Like, uh, Cryovan was just released, and Cryovan is like a frost type dragon. Um, and uh, so it was very cold. Uh, the town was freaking out. And so the team was busy sort of helping people get away, but also trying to figure out how to fight a fucking giant frost dragon. And then realizing that there's some other random weird fucking creatures out and about um, that I called uh, Tic Tac uh, because it was a tick monstrosity. Of a creature. Something out of dead space. The real names of those were Culiday Hounds. Yeah, they were. They were gross. Just yeah. basically, they were mutated wolves that had been changed by the by the cult that had been starting to make its way into Fandolin, the town that our heroes were in. And uh, part of their part of their um, part of their like a like affinity of worship is mutating bodies and stuff like that. So without Just... giving a lot away, they use ticks to mutate organic organisms, and they had changed wolves into quite fearsome creatures to be able to fight our heroes. Just... Just imagine, like, a wolf, but instead of a face, it's just, like... It has a proboscis. Yeah, like, just... I wouldn't Google Google search that either. um, Well, proboscis is the literal name for a nose. But, um... But, think 
like a taper nose, but more like a tentacle, and also like the skin's rotting. <laughs> like a necromorph. It, it's kind of like a necromorph. Actually, yeah, really it, fucking close to a necromorph. Yeah, just a necro tick, if you will. Yeah. Um, that thing so important. Face and still living. <laughs> important thing to side note is there are some characters and some members of the team that were transformed into paintings or transferred into paintings, if you will. Um, which another character was um, holding and protecting. Uh, this would have been Sister Gadio, um was hiding those. Um, and so mostly that first episode was just them focusing on the, the tic-tacs. Um, the big tic-tac before they fought all the dog tic-tacs. Um, and then the second episode I called Frost Fuckery. Um... <laughs> Because it was just again a continuation of like Cryovane, who was sort of like being very smart and just like circling around, um, doing like far away damage if he could, because like they were busy fighting all these tic tac dogs, which was um, hysterical and disgusting. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was. It really was. At once. Like, whew. Um,. So yeah, Crowvane was just sort of like floating around, blowing shit up, eating random villagers. Um, and yeah, people were um, fighting these Tic Tac dogs. And then Sister Gariel, uh, I think it was this episode where she did the... Um, the uh, she began fucking, to... She began this to is when she started. This is the when she started. Comet. Okay. She did use it. She did use it the second episode. It was, like, the majority of the episode, though, was spent gathering energy. <laughs> That's right, yeah, because she was hiding in the tent with it, yeah. I have my notes open for me right now. Um, <laughs> I can't believe I got to do that! <laughs> so, yeah, just like a minute, like, just a giant comet from the sky, like, comes in and just, like, nails Cryovane, like, just... This is oh, so massive amounts of damage. For context, I also would like to add that at this point, not only were were the the heroes fighting the dogs at that point when the comet thing happened, um, they were also trying to fight Cryovane, and this is after uh, Desi's character Maxon had found a, a stash that was left to him that allowed him to ride the dragon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I rode yeah. the motherfucking dragon. You rode a motherfucking dragon. Yippee Kaye, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh my god. Sorry, sorry, Benita, yes. No. And it's... then the fucking comet! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The fucking comet! Fucking came out of the sky and smacked Cryovane in the air! As fucking Maxon was like falling out of the air after being pried off by Cryovane himself and falling into a goddamn hay bale like an assassin. <laughs> As like Cryovane oh. getting hit in the back by a fucking comet. <laughs> and then Solomon rises out from the ground. Um The pit fiend that has been uh that has been a thorn in the side of our heroes for a while. 
and um, and that's just kind of where it ends on that one, uh, and then the final um, confrontation or episode, if you will, uh, I titled it "To Simp or Not to Simp" uh, because I will forever simp over Solomon. It's fine. Um, Solomon has simps now. It's so weird, but I love it. We'll get to the good part. <laughs> we'll go to the good parts of that when we really get to it. Um. So. Basically, all the TikToks killed off one by one. It's pretty great, especially like how many times. Um, oh fuck! Who was it that kept stabbing him in the head, and then they wouldn't die? And we were just like, "Why won't you die?" Like, yes. Oh my god! Like just so many stabs to the head, and those fucking dogs would not die. Um, one of the funniest things that I always made, so Crowdwain hates Solomon and so kept trying to like kill Solomon with chances he could get, but he was like dodging it or like slicing his attacks in half. So like my notes, what a like this one says, um like Cryovane shoots icicle missile to Solomon, but he uses his rapier to slice it in half like a bamf. Um <laughs> I'm just picturing the way that I described it, and I'm picturing the image that was in my head, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my god. Or like, Aurea cast Dimension Door to move Max in closer to Hyde Block. Um, and Cryovan tries to slash at Solomon, but Solomon dodges like a bamf. Um, I just kept adding like a bamf to so many things. In Somehow, this. I remember those rolls. Somehow, whenever the dragon was attacking Solomon, it straight up was like rolling single digits for the hits. When I came through that dimension door, I was like, Hello there. Oh, yeah. 100%. Maxi comes out of the dimension door and he's just like showing up like with like with everybody. Oh, God. And with the fucking brutal. You use your brutal maca too. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just really nerding out. And I'm so happy and I'm so proud because I'm like, fuck, it's like, it really felt like a culmination of all the shit that has, like, this has been coming to. I it was just, oh, it was so fucking great. And then, um, I think it was Mouse that was like, what if we just, like, talk to Cryovane and be like, can we, like, be friends? Yeah, can we talk to Cryovane straight uh, up? And that one, Alaria yeah. and Zyder was like, what? And I'm the only one going like, let's do it. And you did it, and you rolled amazing. <laughs> she rolled amazing, and then I rolled amazing for like, come on, let us ride you. They somehow convinced Cryovane to let him ride them. Wait, to let them ride him. <laughs> A dragon yeah, was fucking, because the thing is too I was looking at his intelligence stat and I'm like fuck this could work <laughs> like just straight up because like Cryovane's intelligence stat is just straight up not that good come on ladder, Cryovane oh, like, like it could work and then I said it as I said it as a fucking high ass DC and I was like okay cause like even even if you fucking do it even if you think you can do it, it's gonna be high as shit. 
I think I, I don't remember exactly what the roll was, but I remember it was like I set it at a twenty-five, and somehow you guys fucking beat it. Because the thing is that we have high um, persuasion. Yeah, you do. You do have high persuasion, but still, a twenty-five is still that. Like you guys, like even when you roll high, like I've seen you max around like twenty-two, twenty-three, maybe. No, that's why I was like, okay, twenty-five. It's possible because I, I'm not gonna be mean. Like it's not impossible to do, I, but I, it was like, fuck. For deception, <laughs> for deception though, for the first time I rolled thirty because I rolled a nat twenty. And my deception at the time was at a ten. Yeah, you straight up are like the you straight up are like the best liar ever, like super. <laughs> You could you could sell water to a fish. The only time I never really rolled deception was when Benita played um, Lady D. I'm calling her Lady D. I'm not calling her the full demon name because I because <laughs> I, I legit cannot pronounce it. <laughs> Lady D. I mean that's Delius. Oh right. I keep on, <laughs> I keep on mispronouncing it, so I was like, I'm I'm going to dub her Lady D. What? Hi, uh, okay, what? so here's a question from your perspective. Was the character consistent between when Den- Benita played her and I played her? Yeah. Cool. You played you because you both played um, Lady D as a regal person. So I pictured if Maxim was to have another discussion with her again, Maxim would just say Lady D instead of just saying because she would probably be like, "Oh, he's finally recognizing." My whatever she's thinking. Yeah, because for, for context, what what has also been explained now at this point, so I don't mind saying it again because you, Desi obviously as a player knows this now. Um, uh, Delius, Lady D, who he is referring to, is a minor is a minor, a minor god that has just recently awoken and has found a way to materialize in the material plane through the through a new domain of uh of vices the domain of vice pretty much basically uh existing within uh within a specific uh drug house for lack of a better term <laughs> that's uh, den. In the back of a bathhouse a den of sin a den of sin if you would I will but give- yes I'll give you both a sneak preview of Maxon's new perspective after Benita epically describes the Maxon Mouse Cryovain and Samson fight. <laughs> oh right. Oh. Um. Yeah. So epic battles happening. People are getting like transported all across the battlefields. Um. Mouse, who is like. One foot high, mm-hmm. right? A tiny little take bell size. tiny little thing. Um, uh, is uh, sort of buddied up with Maxon, and um, after everyone starts attacking Solomon at once, so it's like Maxon, Mouse, Cryovane, Everyone else is like moving over to start attacking him as well. He's getting his shit rocked. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't think you guys were gonna hurt him as much as you did. I'm waiting for Benita to get to the best part because everybody's sipping over yeah. him, and I'm over. I'm over here like I did yeah, something. Yeah. No, no, go for it. Um, Maxon has the um, uh, just brilliant idea to have uh, Crowvane, uh throw him at uh, Pitfiend, who now is in his 
final form. And so he's massive. He's larger than the dragon. And um, so then the dragon just like whips his tail and throws uh, Maxon uh, directly at his face. And he punches him with his demonic arm. Okay. Maxon got thrown like a fucking bullet by by a dragon as he was using inflict wounds through his cursed arm and basically got shot through the air like 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 fucking like in my hero academia going full cowl just flying through the air with all the energy in his fucking arm <laughs> like it's and then fucking denting Solomon's jaw <laughs> He left a goddamn mark. You and Mouse both left marks on Solomon. God Maxon denting him in the jaw, and Mouse like uh, scarring up his arm by the the thorns of of uh, of her whip and shit. So it was super awesome, epic fight. Everyone is riding high on that energy. And that cockiness, and um, then uh, Solomon just pulls the rug out from underneath all of them, um, and uh, just transfers behind their friend that they left all alone and unprotected, even though she had already said she was depleted of her magic, and uh, kidnaps Sister Gradio, who I will remind you was also carrying the pictures of four of their friends that were trapped in those pictures. And so now, Solomon is in the wind with five of their friends. And, um, Clavin flew off with another one of their friends because there was some creepy dimensional Yeah, nobody's mentioned the fact that the reality got torn yet. Thing. <laughs> I didn't want to, like, add too much about that, because I'm like, this is a lot of backstory with throwing at you guys at once, but that's just some creepy, like, fucking Cthulhu monsters, like, showing up and shit. It was... Oh, it was amazing. And then, yeah, so then the dragon uh, flew off into the sunset with one of their friends. With the, um, the dragonborn wizard Zyder, who had, at that point, decided to make a pact with the dragon to learn more about their ancestry and possibly learn more about themselves rediscovering the thing, the memories they possibly have lost since their resurrection. And why there's some creepy Cthulhu-like fucking monsters after him. It's fine. Yep. It's fine. And then, and, and then another one of their friends sacrificed quotations for now. Um, transformed themselves into like fucking crows and a magical shield and they're... Protected the literally, literally in the wind. Um, yeah. At this point Ulf, in time, Ulf, the uh, the human cleric, uh, used some sort of magic that was taught to him while he was in the domain of his goddess, and thereby used the magic that was stronger than himself was prepared for. Then the stronger than he himself was prepared for, to use and in turn was able to protect the entire party from the onslaught of the dragon and allowed them the ability to survive the, it. Legitimately survive it. However, in the process, no one knows what has remained of Ulf. 
just imagine like that end scene in WandaVision. That was what I imagined, like Vision disappearing at the end. That was like, but like reverse, like that was that was in my brain. I'm gonna be. Well, in the midst of all that, Max and seeing um, Sister Gadiel being taken, his anger got the best of him. And it triggered, whatever the fuck it triggered, with the Faustian burn. So I guess I'm in perpetual pain for the foreseeable future. It also it also affected your vocal cords and one of your eyes. Yeah. So partial can talk, barely can talk. I think that's going to be um, a good thing for any. In since we since we got to that point. Um, my approach to Max and going into Arc 2. Um, a little behind the scenes for you listeners as well. Um, in my head canon for Max and now, during the day, he'll need an eye patch for his eye. Oh, okay. But at, I mean, that would make sense. At, at night, he, his eye is fine, but during the day, because of, because of the Faustine burn, has finally reached up to his eye. He'll need an eye patch just to get around the day because I guess the sun is fucking with his eyes. Well, just we'll, just. Guess you're gonna have to hope that Anna survived. Mm, yeah. Or that her shop survived. Yeah. Um. So far, he'll be wearing a hood. Um. Until he can get an eye patch. Well, until and then also until I can buy an eye patch. They are very expensive, even though they're like nine dollars shipping and handling. Um. And you know, not for nothing, like. Think about the fact that the that Halia's hidden hand guild was helping yes. during during the onslaught, which means that they do have eyes everywhere, yeah. and most likely have witnessed the events of what had happened. Um, I do like the fact, and, and it's kind of like um, also to piggyback. I like the fact that you use my own. I like it, my own disability, where I'm always dealing with perpetual pain. Now Maxon has it. But it's magical base. So, it's magical. So I figured, since now Maxon is now angry, and a little bit disillusioned, he'll still act like himself like from this past campaign, but when mm-hmm. the situation calls for it, he's not going to be that person he was before. So like, yeah. if he's... If, if the eventuality, he's going to meet Lady D again. He's not going to repeat. He's not going to do what he did beforehand. He's going to be like an actual rogue. He's going to... Because he has no one there to filter off for him. Mm-hmm. And he, now he can barely talk. He's just going to have to approach her like, all right, I'm going to give them what they want. Do you want me to be pseudo-subservient? I'm going to act like I'm being pseudo-subservient. Mm-hmm. But then behind the scenes... Behind the scenes, I have an agenda. Yeah. No, that totally works. That totally fucking works. So and I'm very excited to see it. So, like, LSA, Maxine ends up meeting um, Char again. Right? She's gonna... I want her to be shocked. To, like, you're not acting the way you normally... She'll be like, you're not acting the way you normally act. Hey, you know... I have plans for the next time you meet Char. And I'm very excited. Like, I'm... I'm <laughs> like... <laughs> I, I figured Ma- it's time for Max and because um, my friend um, Destiny she was like 
her brother's in D D. He has his own group. Mm-hmm. So we was talking, and she was like, "Your character seems she's at first before we got to this point. She's like, your character seems kind of chi- like a childish character, like more on the level of Jack Sparrow than Han Solo." I was like, "Right, ouch." She was like, Jack Sparrow would be the one. She's like, we'll be doing those stupid stuff and then apologizing, but still doing the stupid stuff. She's like, Han Solo, women love him when he's doing stupid stuff. She's like, you're not, she's like, if you're going to do that, she's like, do that. And I was like, I don't know how to bring the smolder. <laughs> like, she's like, you're not being Desmond. You're being Maxim. You're being this. She's like, you're yeah. being this character you're creating. She was like, yeah, you know how you say it? You say Maxim does a smolder and Maxim smolders. Because I showed her the photo. She's like this. She's like, that is a person who smolders. She's like, I showed her the, photo, the new photo. She's like, that is a person who smolders. She's like this. Be that character. She's like, I know you can do it. She's like, you can. If you, she's like, you have the no, wait, two. Hey, and honestly, we disagree did do that a couple of times. There's some people. There are some people in the, in town that are very into Maxon. All right. There's some people. There. Okay. There are Maxon simp's. <laughs> I was surprised the, the amount of people we have watching our shit. They're like Maxon. I, I, like, I am too. Okay. So that's another thing that happened near the end of this. Like I started like you know inviting friends and stuff that I was like, oh yeah, you guys like D and D? Why not come watch? Why not come watch? And all of a sudden, we started getting regular people who wanted to come watch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, I people don't like Han Solo because he does stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Why do they people don't? Like they love him because he is that shithead with the heart of gold. Yeah, like okay. he does shady stuff, but like when push comes to shove, he will do the right thing but like he also does a lot of fucking stupid shit and i mean if we go by the star wars cinematic universe um he's also a failure of a father and a dad so like that's kind of not like the best that's that's you know that's not quite uh that's like (laughs) yeah you know in terms of max's backstory though he left his wife and child. Technically. Te- 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 true. That was a big move. I know, right? Ulf gave him enough grief about it during the campaign. So, technically, Maxon is a dick in that regards. But he has, like, I'm not, that's one thing I'm not going to talk about in this episode. Because me and Christian know the reason why Maxon is doing what he's doing. And, right. But it's, I will say it's one long con. So... I am expecting to, like, whenever we meet Max's wife, Maxim will have to, like, finally bring her into the con. Oh, yeah. Maxim's wife is a character that will be a fucking character. It's just... And gone back to Antiva. I know, because I was like... I was like, how, to approach Max in this, this now second arc, I was like... Still the same, but a little bit different, more mature. Because to reflect, like that last, technically last five sessions, Max and Denigly evolved a lot. So, like taking out ten, six, the first session that led up to the final five, when he was doing that stupid shit with Cedrus. That was. <laughs> That was like a that, that was, was such 
stupid shit with Sidrus, but it was honestly so fun to play out. But that was that was on brand Maxon, but then it was like that was chaotic Maxon as fuck. Yeah, like Maxon, but then going after that, going down. I like. So, uh, I like for even context, our... what happened? For context, for context, we, uh, we mentioned what that. Happened? We mentioned it before. See, they can go like four episodes back. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but we can't assume that. I love how this is just this is not we're just it's a D and D episode, people. Oh, yeah. This this became the unofficial D and D episode. Thank you. We did say we was gonna do a D&D again. Episode. Again, yes, I'm just I'm just pointing out mm-hmm. we cannot stop ourselves from tangenting. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, but D and D for for the context of what Maxon did. Um, Maxon one did not know the character that he was uh, mimicking. That the mother of the character. Can, that- I, can I provide the context of why you're mimicking? Beautiful. So Max, so Maxon, right? First of all, the entire party helped Sister Gadiel get laid. That's mm-hmm. important. They yes. were in the middle of like tantric elf sex. That's how it was played out. Now. Fast they have a lot of energy. Hours after they set them up, or I'm sorry, eight hours or whatever the fuck after they set them up, they're like, it's just few hey, "We need Sister Gadiel now. Knock off whatever you're currently doing. We need you back to help us." After they set them up, so not do they not do they leave well enough alone? No. Maxon decides to go to the Blacksmith Forge, uh, Sidrus's Blacksmith Forge. Cosmetals is the name of the place. And this is after to... the group was like, do not do this. They are having sex. Exactly. This is after the entire group was like, do not do this. You set them up and they're currently having sex. Leave them alone. <laughs> and what does Maxon do? He decides to go to the to the forge so that way he can get their help because they need their help to fucking figure out what's going on with the, with the cultists at the time when they didn't know <sighs> that they were cultists. God, this was this that then whole from there session. on. Maxon knocked. What happened, Maxon? I knocked posing as his mother, to which I did not know she was dead. Well, to which I didn't know she was dead. D and D one on one. I feel like is everyone has a tragic backstory with their parents. Yeah, I I, I learned that. I, I, I learned that from you that session. The one with that backstory that I wrote. And Maxon just decided to fucking choose that guy. It's not like I I felt so bad because it's not like I just made that shit up on the spot just to fucking spite with you. No, that was part of the backstory that I wrote for Sidrus. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna you know what, Mister Mister DM, can I can I pretend to be his mama? And then I was like, what the fuck? Oh. I was like, why? I was like, why? And I'm like, okay, fine. Maybe he'll roll bad. And then he rolled a 23. And I was like, no, he rolled very good. He sounds just like his mom. And then Sidrus stopped having sex. And then came to the door thinking, what the fuck's going on? I haven't heard my mom's voice in seven years. He stopped um, smacking that ass and then started whooping some ass. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Max oh, yeah. had a couple of new scars. He took yeah. my, he took my sword. I learned while getting my ass with, with the sword. I learned how it's been used. So when the eventuality I can get, I, I will use it. I know how to use it. Yeah, this was the own sword that he made for you, right? Yeah, the yeah, sword, he, the sword. He, he made that sword for Maxon. And while they were like quote unquote trying to fight. Well, when Maxon was trying to fight, I should say. No, I was technically I was, I, 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 I was get the fuck out. 
I was more on the when the sword was being taken. I was more on the defense while he was more on the offense. But the thing is, though, I was taking slashing mm-hmm. damage, but I didn't take any of the um, sarcasm sarcasm damage because I was rolling good. So, I'm yeah. al- but I'm only taking the hits, not the mental hits. So I was like, and so my rebuttal to those was like, huh? Yeah. So that's how the so sword the sword works. he's talking about. Causes you do know that, like. That, like, you can still die from um, physical damage, yeah. not just, like, mental damage. Yeah, no, right? yeah. yeah no. And here, so, like... like, the word just, not hurt, but the sword cuts do. But... Here, it's... Here, here, it's okay... But no, it's okay to admit when you fucked up, my dude. It's okay to do that without, like, having to spin it a different way. Cedrus was just like, naked and stole the sword right out of his scabbard. And he was naked and whooped your ass. And I said, even on this own episode right now, I admit I fucked up. I got my ass whooped. This will be the third time he's saying it. I got my ass- now fourth time. I got my ass whooped. I get it. Mechanically, do you want to know what happened there? Mechanically, he was. I'm um, technically he was faster than me. No. A rogue decided to go hand to hand with a f- with a higher level fighter. Oh yeah, that that we yeah we did like we, mechanically we, that's what happened. Yeah, we did talk about that too. So I was like, okay, yeah. So that approach as well, and I and I always feel like things where I do something stupidly, like the Sidrus situation, that is a good learning moment for me. Even, with the wrong person. <laughs> yeah, that too. But um, and hence why I was like, okay. So, now approaching fights, like, I'm more, I would say the fi- those final five, I was more cautious. Like it was, yeah. Because so. And I think it paid off, honestly. I think it really did. So, those five. I think having a dragon fling you at the face of an enemy that one, was more cautious. No, that one was more that was more making a mark making and like a mark because here's the thing solomon i was being very cocky and in a way yes i was being cocky as well i always said from day one in a way not in a way i was definitely being cocky but something i told <laughs> something was to, i told christian day one that i'm going to keep on doing I'm having Maxon not back down or show fear in the face of anything that he goes against. So seeing Solomon turn into what he turned into, by this point, Max is more pissed as he is afraid because one, this is motherfucker technically's direct um is direct cause of four people being turned into painters. Well, technically we're missing one more. Five, Ren, who's part of Helia's guild. Yeah. And he's still by this point missing. We don't know if he's a painting or he's just straight up dead. I well, yep. in, in in this case, Maxon doesn't know. He's just, now he has technically five people on Mac uh, on his head. Well, six with Gadio now being kidnapped. So, so Maxon is more pissed as he is afraid or more and not worried about his more well-being he would rather die than have i was going to i was the whole plan was not to convince mouse not to get on my shoulder i was Uh, i I was more prepared to die just making a mark on solomon and that would be like if i died there 
that leaving a scar on Solomon's face is a good way to die. So he knows. So happy you left that fucking mark, dude. Really? Because he yes, because here's the thing though. No, no. Here's the thing. No, 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 no. It's your character. It's your character. I don't want. Like, I'm sorry. I'm doing. I don't want to yuck your yum. I'm so sorry. Because I was, I was like, he's the way how Salmon was being played. He always thought no human would do anything to him. You're right. You're right. That's how I played him. A human left. A human and a fairy left a mark on him. So but he stole your friend. He stole five of your friends. And I, so like now he's gonna go recuperate. He's gonna heal up. Yeah, he's gonna have a mark. But like, so the fuck what, bro? He has your fucking friends. And you don't think? Oh, oh no, I have a scar. Oh my I, god, I'm gonna be so sad and, about a scar. And here's the thing. I know this was gonna come. I know. I know full well this was gonna. Vanity. I know so well this was gonna come up. But the sarcasm. Here's the thing. Though. You don't think I'm as Mac? Me as playing as Max is not thinking about that. While Solomon is healing and getting himself prepared for a eventual round two. I'm playing Maxon is also going to be healing, attuning himself to this new curse, getting himself stronger. So when he's ready for round two, I'm making sure Maxon has made deals with people. So when it comes to a round two, he's going to have a fucking army ready to fight Solomon. That is my goal for arc two. Maxon is going to be making deals with people you don't think he's going to make deals with. Like, oh my god. It's the it's the it's the it's the gathering of Maxon's merry men. I'm literally gonna I never thought I was gonna use this character as a reference. Fenris from Dragon Age Two. Wow. That anger from Fenris with a little bit of cockiness well, a hundred percent of the cockiness of Zebrin, but all the little bit of chaotic evil underlying it so Maxon will show his allegiance to his two new members but he will be making deals so he's like when he gets his army and Solomon rears his head yeah if you learn if you Solomon learn how to throw a comet go ahead by some point by this time I'll figure out how to dodge a fucking comet <laughs> comet and when and when it comes to it, I'm gonna stab him in the fuck cure in the core. Now it's cure. Now it's it was a dexterity saving throw. Yeah. I'm going to I'm kill. Just, again, I'm just show it's again it's that that cockiness where like you're like I'm after revenge and I'm gonna kill him, not like I have to save my friends. By the end of this arc, Maxim was all like. What? <laughs> you gotta play it. <laughs> Go ahead and play it again. <laughs> play it again? Yeah. I have the power of God and anime on my side! Wait, you- <laughs> I have the power of God and anime on my side! Okay, that's what it was. Right, that's the perfect soundbite for this last episode of What If. <laughs> I didn't see it, uh, but, um,. It was my least favorite episode so far. Ooh. Oh, no. Ooh. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I can't wait to watch it now so I can actually 
see this. Um, I can't wait to have this discourse because I'm just like, man. I mean, there's obviously there's going to be a lot more caveats to that mm-hmm. um, explanations necessary, but just like for me personally, it was my least favorite of the season, okay. which made me very sad. The more you know. Um, but uh, <laughs> to pull us back in, if we can. Um, oh, perfect. Because I didn't make... I, I was the one who's angrily, after the session was over, Maxi didn't save. <laughs> um, Vahir didn't save Lonk, didn't save Misha. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> Maxin say Maxin and the rest of everyone did save Fandolin. Yeah, but like I'm gonna tell you right now, if you guys hadn't done something about what happened, Fandolin wouldn't exist right now. True. I was like, I uh, this is, I have it written down. But this... I wish I had the book. I wish I had the notebook. But I wrote this down a couple months ago, and it's something that I had to come to terms with. Where by the end of this fight. If it had gone badly, I was ready to level Fandolin. <gasps> oh, shit. I was prepared to let Fandolin burn down to the ground as completely as as uh, the Woodland Mance. Because, um... I guess, at least I can say I saved um, Arabella and um, Toblin. You can say... You guys can say that you saved everyone. Because I was... Because you really did. Well, there's the thing though. When you got sarcastic as Benita, yeah, <laughs> like Benita's just, being sarcastic, just, but at the same just, time, just to drive home, wrong. just to drive home Maxon's failures, and then hearing, well, my dude, you need to quit making promises verbatim. <laughs> Benita, my dude, quit making promises. I mean, they haven't ended well for you. Well, here's the thing: the promises aren't over yet. You didn't say when. You just say you'd save him. And I'm only saying this stuff so you can focus more on the bigger picture as a whole rather than just this one tiny little bit of detail if you'd like to use like an artist uh, metaphor there Mm. for you. You keep focusing on this one little tiny section of this canvas that you don't like that much. Instead of looking at how the canvas comes together as a whole. I'm honestly sorry that the way narratively this has played out is exactly what I was thinking it was going to do. Which was... Turn Max into an emo? Huh? (laughs) Turn Max into an emo? No, but like... Play out the story for Maxon. Because I had thought about this. Like... What would be appropriate for a character like Maxon? As, as like from a narrative standpoint. Mm. I thought about this like from when you guys gave me your characters when we first started talking about it. And I I I was wanting to portray and if it, it sounds unfortunately like holy shit it worked <laughs> was the feeling of those moments when a hero has done the greater good and done the good deed but still had to personally sacrifice and is reeling with that literal consequence and that that feeling of morality like yes i did save everybody 
you did save the town. You saved... You saved Anna. You saved everyone. They all made it out. They did. I'll tell you that right now. They did. But not without personal cost. And not without something to give you a reason to continue adventuring. Not necessarily the only reason. You guys had plenty of reasons, regardless of whether or not you had to actually save them. But I like to think about the long and short game. And ladies and gentlemen, this is why he's the DM and also This is how you do a character art fucking DC comics. Did I did I do a satisfying character art for you as a player? Did you enjoy it? Yes, because I'm thinking more about Max's character growth. Then I'm very happy and humbled that you have allowed me the opportunity to do that and I thank you very much both as a friend and as a player yeah. I was like, hey, we've been planning this for what well a year before this session these sessions we've been talking we've been talking about playing d and d together you and I since before we started podcasting together mm-hmm. so I'm not gonna jump ship anytime soon no offense to everyone else who has <laughs> Nah, nah, it's all good. I'll be that. I'll, I'll be like Luke Perry in nine hundred two one zero. I'm here hey, to the end. I, I, when we first started talking about it, I remember we were talking about like having your friend DM us because I had never played it either at that point. Mm-hmm. And luckily enough, like not too long after that conversation, I found a group of friends who did play it, and I was able to play some and and you know learn it like as a home thing, not just as an entertainment thing. Mm-hmm. And I was not prepared for how much I would fall in love with DMing because I knew how much I enjoyed the game. I knew how much I enjoyed it as a player, but I had never like, I've always been craving something creative to like put my energy into. I always wanted to write, but I didn't know what kind of story to make. I always wanted to like make video games and stuff, but I didn't know what kind of game people would want. And with D&D, it kind of weirdly gave me that opportunity where it's like, you guys gave me your players, and that's why I always thank you so much for what you guys bring into the game, because without it, there would be no game. I really do mean that, because I can't... I, I can write... Apparently, I can write supporting characters, and I can write the stories of these characters, but you guys bring them to life in a way that I would never be able to. It's a collaborative it's just, effort. It's a collaborative effort. And you guys, as much as I do make the story what it is because without you guys as characters there's no inspiration for me to create these stories and create these situations for you guys because when i when i when i like sit and like benito you've seen this like when we talk about like what we're gonna do for the game i never really actually know what the fuck we're getting into and there's no way that that i can plan for everything it's the most beautiful outline. <laughs> it's like the easiest way to describe it. It's like yeah. just an outline that like you let the players then sort of fill in so then you can kind of connect the random thoughts and ideas and suggestions. Like Benita, you have seen the tooth and nail of like the nuts and bolts of like really how much prep I actually do Versus what comes out the other end. It's still so magical. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't mean to say that as a like a holy shit thing. I just mean like a how the fuck does that happen thing. Okay, no, but it is literally it's like literally holy shit. It's like it's blessed by the gods. Like blessed by the gods. Just I don't know, it's just so much fun. Everybody, like... I love... I love... Everybody, so just... Benita, you've given me so many goddamn good ideas. There is... There is oh, a mark you. of Benita in this for sure. And I think oh. for it. Because the game as it exists now does not exist without you, either. Oh, shit. Yeah. Thank you very much, Benita. I wasn't prepared for that. Uh, you're well, welcome. I, Thank you for bringing me on this magical adventure. As much as you tell me things, Des, like, Benita's been helping too. And there are things in the game that exist because of Benita. Like, Benita is, like, that fucking writing partner that adds that extra amazing shit into the game. Enough. So, there is as much props that should be going to Benita too. Yeah, goddamn. like I told you, I told you, every time, we, if we bring Benita into something, she's the only person who can rein me in. And this episode proves it. She's, like, every time I talk about what Maxion should do... But he was like, do so this, motherfucker, do this. <laughs> see, see, that's. I'm so sorry. It's, it's, I just, I need to work on that. I know. I know. It's, it's okay. It's, and, and that's, and that's why, I'm, that's why Benny is my good friend. But that's uh, also why I love you, because there's so much stuff where I'm like, God damn it, this can't work, and then it works, and then I'm like, son of a bitch. Fuck, I mean, okay, sure, how about dragon fucking throw you directly at the goddamn like, bad guy? Cool, 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 cool. Like the, the speedball special, baby. <laughs> I brought Just... X-Men into that final campaign. Oh my god. Oh my god, I need to figure out a way to fucking put X-Men in D&D. I technically, I if, just, if you think My of... mind flew to Dragon Age, where I'm just like, this is literally something fucking goddamn Iron Bull would do. It would be like, hey, let's just throw this... Throw it. Okay, let's throw it. Let's do here's, the th here's the thing. It felt like that thing in Lord of the Rings was just like, throw me! <laughs> oh god, I, yeah. In that final fight, I wasn't thinking like, um, Dragon Age anymore. It was, I literally was thinking... When the X Men went against Mother Mode and also um, Mr. Sinister, that was in my head through this whole fucking fight. Like uh, Solomon was Mr. Sinister. Thank you. <laughs> like he was, and I was Cyclops. Like for some fucking reason, Mr. Sinister is so infatuated with Cyclops. And in this instance, Solomon is like he's so fucking infatuated with Maxon. And Maxon is just like I need to get this motherfucker. So it was like two people. Who should not ever <laughs> like for some reason have this weird fucking connection? Now I have a fucking connection. Yeah. So yeah. my mind went to X Men as opposed to Dragon Age. So yeah. I was like, "All right, I'm pulling up motherfucking Wolverine. I need this motherfucking dragon to speedball special me so I can try to do something to Solomon." Be honest. How much of that was inspired by Mouse and the way that she plays? A little bit was was Mouse because I was like every time um, somehow Mouse pulls off the craziest fucking shit. I don't get it. And I was Dude. like, and I was like, and I was looking at my um, my speed, and I was like, theoretically, I can te like, technically do what Mouse can do. I, yeah, but I am bigger. Yeah. I am bigger and taller 
So I have to. I'm, I was like, and this is the only time I was also thinking about math. Even though I'm horrible at math, I'm like, all right, Maxon is. I, I said Maxon weighs about this much. He's about this tall. Did you think about math? Oh my god! Thank you. <laughs> I was like, and it was it was like I was being quick, and I was like, all right, I'm free falling. There's a bell ahead. I can retire. I made Desi think about math for fun. Holy shit! Because <laughs> I was like, because right, I, I, I openly said how 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 many feet I am in the air. You said two hundred. I was like. I am 200 feet in the air. So I was like, let me see you the map. I was like, where's the map? I was like, all right, I'm looking at the map. I was like, He's like triangulating his life pattern and shit. Yeah. So I was like, and I just remember, and I remembered at the instant, oh, I have the grappling hook. So when I get to a specific feet, use the grappling hook, launch myself even further, hit the bell of hay. I already knew I was going to lose about a health, but it wasn't going to be that much. Now, if it was now science is coming into it if i want to hit the water oh that's it that's a lot that's that's death saving throws right there water is not hey yeah no you're right like the funny thing is when you asked me like where are you at i was like yeah he'd be around here and i'm like shit i was even thinking about it. i was like shit the only place he could actually try is the well and that's not gonna end up well Mm-mm. no pun intended but keep the pun there keep the pun there but then I, like i didn't think about it and you're like can i aim for the bale of hay and i was like yeah you can you like, would have found yourself in some uh, deep water ah uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the thing is falling in water is not technically a bad idea if you know how to fall in but falling into a well the physics of that will kill mm-mm. you yes <laughs> Like, there's no area for the water to disperse, no way for the energy to actually move. You're in a contained space. If you do not somehow crash and die immediately from You don't, crash, like, somehow, like, Yuri on ice your way into the, the well. Yeah, like, it could have been, or, let alone fucking up the check and not landing it correctly. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like... Like, I was very worried, and I was like, holy shit, he better grapple or something. And these are the moments, too, where as a DM, it's like, I am in suspense, too. Because I'm like, holy shit, I don't actually know how he's going to get out of this. And I, I, I don't like how this looks. I saw the look <laughs> on your face, and he was like, this is where he dies. <laughs> like, straight up. Every- Did you see the look on my face when I told you that? Yeah, everybody's face was like, oh, Fuck, he's gonna die here because you were being flung off of a dragon like he was grabbing you with one claw and pulling you off of him and like flinging you off and like I, at 200 feet in the fucking air and you were already low health no I wasn't low health I was um full health I was full oh. health up until hitting the belly yeah there you go okay good but still it would have been a lot worse oh yeah because I think Zadie was the only one who was laughing in that instance. He was like, <laughs> I think that's his nervousness. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. He he laughs when he gets nervous. That's that's Mikey. <laughs> He's like, I, d- don't die, Max. And he's probably like, don't die. Don't die. <laughs> like, yeah, don't die. Don't die. Yeah, I'm pretty, like, I don't know if everybody else's booty hole clenched, but mine did. <laughs> I was like, ah. Sitting there in my chair, just like, please, I don't want you to fucking die right now, but you'll probably die. And I was even, because I already knew I had warned you guys. I'm like, 
You guys can die. This is gonna be mortal. You got. I will let you guys fucking die here if you do. When when we did the the house, the the mansion, you we you already let us know from day one at any point before we get to the final campaign we can die. Yeah, you can. Like I technically almost died twice in this whole campaign. I was yeah, I well, was you technically haven't had to make saving throws. So well, I wouldn't I, say I, you're I, almost dead. Well, I was at when it was me and the orc it was just one on one, I was at five health after he finally died. Yeah, but you still weren't making death saving. Throws. I know, but still, like close to making death saving. Actually, we our prefix yeah. is close to making death. Yeah, saving you throws. have been cl- you have been very close to death, but you have not been close to death yet. Close to death is you're down by two saving throws and you have one left. That is, you are literally about to fucking die right there. That is you. That is you lying on the ground unable to do anything like trying to hold on to the very fucking will to live well we'll just say well for this context before i'm had to make saving throws yeah um but the orc fight was one orc fight was real fucking close the orc fight when like you and that orc had like stabbed into each other and were basically just holding each other doing damage until one of you dropped that shit had me worried. Char was two. Char was two. Char would have made you immediately have to make death saving throws if it were not for Ulf begging and pleading and to the, his goddess. Yeah. And she's into that shit. So. Um, <laughs> the third one, technically, was would have been through suffocation. Mm. Mm-hmm. When I was when I was trapped in um in a um, in a cavern. You got trapped, you got trapped in the wall. Um. You got trapped in the wall when you guys were in Dragon's Barrow. Yeah. yeah. So, ten of the three times. Uh, and I think someone said that would have been third time's the charm, but you still here? Ta-da. Still here, yeah. That was also when Larith was around. Yes. And uh, helping you guys in, in Dragon's Barrow. And Larith helped again in the middle of the fight. Yeah, Larith, Larith came back. I loved how much you guys were talking about, like, we are, we are fucked, and I'm like, you guys have a lot of fucking friends in Hump. Like, hey, calm down. But no, no, I was never saying we was fucked. It was everyone. It was the newbies who was saying that we were fucked. I was just more like, I was more on the lines of like, like, oh shit, because in my back of my head, I was like, yeah, we are leaving Heimblock. and yeah, I feel and Gadiel in the back instead of having them come with me. But when Alaria said that she, they can only teleport so many people and I already we already used up one to get me near Heimblock to get me closer yep. in the fight. I was like that was You gotta make him count. You gotta make him count. I felt like I felt at the time that was I thought at the time it was better it was a good strategy. In hindsight that was not a good strategy. In hindsight it well okay in hindsight it wasn't. It wasn't because you had no idea how much health Solomon had. You had no idea how much longer the fight could have held out. Mm. You still had the dragon. That was before you guys like actually defended it. Like that. Like in reality, no, it wasn't. But at the same time, you guys There's were fighting. A lot going on. On. There was a lot going on, and you guys were fighting things that are above your level. And I don't mean above your level as in like, oh shit, like you can't fight it, don't worry about it because you're not allowed to fight it. I mean, you can fight things that are above your level. I'm just saying like, you guys were up against multiple enemies that 
most parties of level 10 would have an issue with. Remember, they literally stabbed one of the dogs in the fucking head. And, Twice. Sh- and shot it. Stabbed and shot the dogs in the head multiple times. And still they still survived. Like, <laughs> just... Like, they were still going. They were going... Those were, like, the kind of creatures that don't actually technically feel pain. So they, like, they just keep fucking going with all the intention that their bodies allow them to. Oh, they're so gross. Like, that was the kind of enemy that you guys were facing for that. I thought they were cool. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Uh, They were, but, like, in the grossest way Those are homebrew as fuck. Those are homebrew shit. But, uh... For sure. There's a a lot of... If if it wasn't already evident to those of you that are listening, there is a lot of homebrew in my games. But I'm okay with that, because I love homebrew, and I'm very much the yes-but DM. Where it's like, yes, you can do that, but there's gonna be something with that. Like, I'm not saying that you can't you can't do it. You can do whatever the fuck you want. I'm just a DM that'll give you consequences. <laughs> um, to pick it, um, to jump back to, um, I think I don't know if it was you, Benita, or um, Chris. It was like an X Men like team. Right. Technically, I did create an X Men like team. Maxon's Maxon's guild. Yeah, Maxon's soon to be Black Order guild. Um. His guildmaster Liliana is like Professor X. Max's wife is technically Wolverine and Colossus in one person. Well, no, I would say Juggernaut and Wolverine in one person. <laughs> because I, I literally said um, in her in her character description, when we're you create when you're robbing something, you need a distraction. She's the distraction. Yeah. And the last thing anyone who wants to go against is a woman who can fuck you up. Mm-hmm. So that's how I, I, uh, I, I and the first thing for others. Yep. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, she's the great like physical distraction that you need, like the cannonball you bring in. No, the yeah. the nuke you bring in. Like, all right, we need you to be the distraction. Oh, I got this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dura, Dura is durable. That is a good pun. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> Bravo! I, I I should have fucking had the round of applause ready for you. Once again, I don't know why Blur did not save my shit. It's it, it's okay. We'll get it working and we'll we'll set you up to make sure that it works. Nice. Like son of. I really hope she has a dog named Swiper. <laughs> Swiper, no. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Be here all week. That's amazing. Um, another. I'm not gonna name the other. Yeah, do you say sandwich? Um, <laughs> <laughs> the other two guild members that I won't mention because I want Benny to be surprised by those two. I would say one is definitely Gambit esque. She's more Gambit esque, and the other one is more. I would say Forge with a little bit of I can't Colossus. Wait for the I can't wait for you guys to get to the highest step. God. Because I was like, what if I do blend the X-Men with the, with the Thieves Guild? How would, they, how, would, how would they be portrayed? Max's daughter is... Do you like the Hellfire Club? Oh, we do have a variant of the Hellfire Club. 
Yeah. Um, um Benita, would you believe me if I said that we have been working on this? You what? Would you believe me if I said that we have been working on this? <laughs> we have a very we have a variation of health yes. club. I will say this. I'll give you this. Max's brother is the perfect version of uh Sebastian Shaw. Benita, have I not already told you that I found stat blocks for the Avengers? Mm-hmm. I cannot Max, wait Mason. to use it. I can't wait to use it. Yeah. Mason, no, I said Mason. <laughs> they are they are each stronger than Cryovane individually. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. Let alone when they fight as a team. That's gonna be very interesting. Like when they fight as a team, it is like fucking godly. It's crazy when you look at the stat blocks. Wait, we have to fight them, or just like it was a one-off fight? No, I wouldn't make you guys fight these guys canonically because you'd probably die. Okay. <laughs> like straight up, you'd probably die. Yeah. Uh, like this would be a multiverse fight for sure because canonically they would kill you. I mean, may- because in it, well, maybe not kill you because you know they're good guys. But I'm just saying, like, fuck. <laughs> like I look at the stat blocks and I'm scared. <laughs> okay. Uh, Max's daughter, I would say, is Shadow Cat. Ooh, ooh, that would be cool. Ah. Like, she, she, like, early Sprite, she's, um, chipper. Isn't your daughter supposed to be, like, eight at this point? Yeah, she's eight. So by time, by time we get Maxon gets to, gets back home, he's in time for his daughter's birthday. Hmm. So, like, Wait, but you've been gone, you've been gone well, no, you haven't been gone longer than a year. No, I haven't been gone longer than a year. Oh, you haven't, you haven't. So, and canonically in my head, Maxon has made a promise he'll be back for his daughter's eighth birthday. Good to know. So he'll like so like I'll, that one I would need like the clue to be like <laughs> like. We need, we need to talk about after this. We need to talk about the game after okay. this. Okay. 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 Like so like. Cool. 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 I think I get. I think a good hint would be for y'all like if Max is looking for gifts, <laughs> like a proper gift. I think that would be a good clue to be like, all right, we, we need to start working on getting Maxon out of this part of the region to get to the other region. You do realize you have control of where you go in the game, right? True. Yeah. But the thing is that we get so much interesting shit that I want to do it. Like, I, the, 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 he keeps playing as a completionist and he's trying to fucking in Vandal and Yes, yes. The RPG personality. I'm. I'm a completionist. I have to find every nook and cranny, but it's also like at this point, like I mean, you guys, you saved a town. Yes. That's great. Like you, you, you've got so much stuff you could do. You could stay. You could help them rebuild a little bit. Yeah, you um, guys did what you came for intentionally. Like the reason you guys came to Fandolin is technically done. Yeah. You can you do whatever you want up. and follow any, th- any thread you want, but the reason you mm-hmm. the Fendelin's gone already. You can straight up be like fucking Hawk at the end of Dragon Age 2, where, you know, like the whole town's just like fucking destroyed, and you're like, alright, cool, we'll see you guys. Okay, bye. I was, think- I was, just, like, I was thinking about that. I was legit like, thinking about that. Walk into 
the sunset, sunrise. I actually can't even remember when that fucking thing was sunrise. Was anyway, like, it was like uh, you know, like the Avengers, they're just like, well, we saved the world. Uh, Sokovia is destroyed, but you know, it's cool. We're gonna go home. It's fine. We're not gonna help rebuild. Okay, bye. Sokovia. We're just go back. <laughs> we saved the world. It's cool. And we made a joke about an elevator not being worthy. <laughs> See. <it's funny. laughs> But, uh, it's fine. Yeah. I don't have any lingering anger issues over that. Yeah. But um, no, no, I, I do get it. It's just the mysteries that we're given majority. Like, I love it. We have to be like fucking Sherlock Holmes and Watson. Majority of the stuff. I'm glad you're liking the mystery stuff because like Axe Home. Like yeah, Axe Home is where I first started getting really inspired for the mystery stuff. Like that whole. Fuck, that was that was. I think that was longer than the fucking camp. The, the final three sessions. No, it was. It was like it was five sessions. Um, I love that mystery. Like, where what happened to all these people? Who the fuck are this cult? Are these specific cultists? Are they the reason why they have we have these shadow spiders here? Why these spiders are technically dead? Uh, I was like, why all these creatures that have been transmutated on or worked or worked upon are in this fucking cage? What is Maxon's um? Connection to the cages. Yeah, the, the, like, holy shit. We- there was a lot of shit. Because here's the thing. It's like Axe Home was a lot of seeds for things to happen later. Yeah. Axe Home was one of those experiences where hopefully, even into Arc 2, you guys will be remembering the events of Axe Home. I, and, and also, that is one thing Maxon kept from Mouse and Alaria. I just remember that. He never told him about the creatures. Happened what happened there and the creatures that was um and the cages that is connected it was his essentially his blood was the key to open it. I also really love that IRL the players that are joining us now like don't know the context of what's happened before and that in game they could literally be like Wait, what the fuck? Well, <laughs> because you actually know what the fuck happened, and they're like discovering it. Well, Alaria is already seems like she wants to turn Maxon in for something. Alaria <laughs> is already the like, what the fuck am I doing here with these people? Like, Mouse is the only one who's ride or die. Like, all right, fucking, let's do Mouse this. Mouse is ride or die as fuck. You found a ride or die friend in Mouse for sure. No. Like, Mouse, honestly, I didn't expect it, and it makes a lot of sense, especially when you said it. I was like, yeah, that makes so much sense. Mouse can totally be the first initiate in your, like, in your Assassin's Guild thing, because that's 100% their MO. (laughs) Like, it could work. It could totally fucking work, and it already did, and they're already doing it, and I didn't have to tell them anything. They're just like, no, fuck it, I'm gonna sit in his hood. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I was going to, like someone was going to bring up. See, you are just straight up killers. Like no, 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 we're still thieves first and foremost. It's just if we get a order to kill someone, they that person will have to die. <laughs> or if I deem the person who needs to die, they will die. So, per- just put your mouth popping out from behind your head, like yeah. So like, <laughs> person number one on that list to die would be Mason. Like you on the top, you are. I am. God, I am. I, I am. Ar- God damn it! I'm. Ar- I'm Arya in this instance. I have a Dez. fucking list. Des. Insert like Scar. Dez. Lol. 
I have I have something planned for the you versus Mason fight that in scale equates to the finale of what just Mason is not one of those characters that you're just gonna fucking kill on the side of the road. Mason is one of those characters that oh, no. is a thematic fight. Oh, I was. I'm putting energy into the fight. I'm putting thoughts and effort and mechanics into the fight behind Mason. I know we. Was, I said we should sit down and plan. I literally had an idea. Like I don't mind saying it here. We in this thematic fight. I want Maxon to do the most dramatic invisibility thing right in front of Mason and then I need to figure out how to make my voice you know that that voice you did that made it seem like that you used the um for the app to make like to make it sound like it's going like booming throughout the room yeah yeah oh by the way for the audience yes I'm starting to use voice mod and a lot of that for other things like I wanted to use a voice mod where Maxon sounds like he's throughout the room even like I'm trying to create a perfect sentence so not only Mason knows you have fucked with the wrong younger brother, but now the party is scared of Maxon because one, you see darkness in the room. Max is invisible, and he has threatened to kill the tending the last remaining member of whatever family they are both are associated with. Like, yeah. Ever since you've been telling me about Mason. I've been planning about Mason. And just know that I have been very excited because much like the thematic way that you guys have come... Not, not in the same character because it's a different character. Mm-hmm. But like in the way that like Solomon is a fucking thing, mm-hmm. Mason is a thing. Okay, I'll, I'll just say this. If someone else <laughs> in the team killed Solomon, I would be fine. But if Maxon doesn't get the last kill on Mason, I would be pissed. I would legit. Oh, yeah. I would obviously be pissed. I would. No, I, I'm I, saying, as not, I'm as not trying case. to predicate that you're gonna kill your brother in a D and D game. I'm just saying that I would be a very bad DM if I didn't figure out a way that it would make sense for you to kill your brother. Let alone make it interesting in the way that I have for the other things that we've done. Yeah, but uh, but you rest assured I have I have I have some some things let, uh, yeah. that I think are going to be fun Listen that here. I don't want to give the fuck away but away. I already have planned. Let's let's ping pong some ideas cuz actually there's an idea I, I, I was working on like not outright. I know the audience is like, "Oh, he he wants to kill this motherfucker." I don't want to seem like I'm piggybacking. So I'm just going to be like, let's ping pong some ideas. Before, because for the audience, when will be act two? When will that begin? Oh, when will act two begin? Mm -hmm. This Sunday at 7 Pacific. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Did I, did I break concentration? (laughs) Benita. <laughs> you're the one said, "Oh shit!" I was, I'm over here going, "Oh yeah." <laughs> yeah, no, I just wanted a week just to fucking recover to not have to think about D and D. Yeah. Not so that way I could plan it. I already fucking have it planned. <laughs> yeah. 
I just want, and on top of that, it's not like I don't think about D and D. It's just more like, yeah, just one weekend. And I'll be honest, I really fucking missed it this Sunday. I really fucking missed it this Sunday, and I was like, nope. I like nope. I would rather be playing it right now. I'd rather be doing it. I'm like, no, I gotta let it. Ha- I gotta let it have a week. I gotta. Let- it's a season break. But even if it's a season break, it's only a fucking week. <laughs> I I technically like the fact that we got the break because it helps us. I can't speak for our, our newer um, compatriots. Newer ones are literally saying, like, fuck, why are we taking a break? And I'm like, because you guys just joined. For me, a whole entire year, we've been invested in everything. I've especially been invested on with everyone who's been in our sessions. And now that yep. they're gone, and like, I at least needed that break, that week break, be like, all right, so everyone we started with are officially gone, gone. This is the story, and this is where we're going to be heading to next. I'm honestly kind of happy. Like, I, I hate that the timing happened in a way where the original people could not be at the finale. But I am happy that at the same time that that happened, there were other people who were very fervent about wanting to play. Mm-hmm. And I'm very appreciative of that. And like you guys, like you mentioned, and like like you guys have both seen, like, Fuck, I'm surprised at the amount of people that show up every week now. Yeah. And, like, even this week, like, those same people were telling me, like, damn, dude, like, I miss not having Sunday. Like, I prep for Sundays. I'm like, you guys are watching, and they're like, yeah, but, like, that's our thing on like to do on Sundays now. Where there's, where there's Sunday night block. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, fuck. Like, I don't mean to put that, like, as an expectation, because it's not an expectation. I'm just saying, like, like, fuck, it's... It feels good knowing that people like something that you make. You know what I mean? And you're the cause of it. And it feels good knowing that you guys in, are are enjoying the thing that I put energy into for you guys. Because yeah. I, like, I like putting energy into it, not just for me, but obviously. Because, fuck, there's no point if I don't have you guys to play it. You know what I mean? It's your enthusiasm is the reason why me and Benita keeps coming back. Hey, enthusiasm is... It's a good... <laughs> It's a great thing. Awesome thing. Like, I like, I had, I don't have a problem saying this, because I'm pretty sure nobody that I play D&D with in my game actually listens to this podcast. You sure about that? (laughs) I'm pretty sure. I'm honestly pretty sure. If I'm not, fucking come at me, send me a text, what? Okay. (laughs) But, um, but... Like, I had, like, mouse sat in on, on my game that I play. You know, the, the, the game that I play, like, with my friends, like, the one that I'm not DMing. And they couldn't sit through their sessions. And they were like, yeah, honestly. Oh. Like, they are like, that honestly got really boring. And, like, I like watching your sessions more. And I was just like, don't tell me that. And, like, I don't mean to bring this up because of, like, an old thing. I just, like... I couldn't believe that when they told me that because I was just like, "What the fuck?" Because I because it's the game that I it's the game that I've been playing for almost two, you know almost two years now, and like straight up they were like, "Yeah, I couldn't sit through that." Like it's not the same watching their game versus watching your game. I would I would say for your game you have technically a gamer who's trying not to bring video game and comic book sensibilities into into this world that you've created 
But, but it kind of works anyways, but, as long as you find balance. Yeah, and, and, and by that point, by technically at the end of the session, the first campaign, yeah, I finally found that balance. Bur- yeah. Bridging the two. Hell, majority of the portions is basically Dragon Age. Yeah. It's essentially yeah. Dragon Age meets the fucking Thieves Guild mission strand from Skyrim all into one, but it's just warped because now it's a brother versus brother saga. Yeah. This is literally the, not, the Saiyan saga. Here's the thing, though. It's not. I love all of these allegories, I love all of these connections, but it is not the Saiyan saga. Yeah. It's none of those sagas. It is Maxon's saga. Yeah. It is your saga. But I'm just, I'm just saying in terms of like. What's we already know this is Maxon's saga, and this is something yeah. we've we both been planning for a long ass time. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we can now officially say this is Maxon's saga, yeah, like I know people when we start that, you can when you do your hello, everybody, and in one hour, this is and you're gonna, I know you're gonna put this is the Maxon saga. I know everyone's gonna be like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. So that means yeah. people are going to actually learn Maxon's past. His current what is going on with him currently and what could not, and what could happen to him in the future in the um, in the future. I'm not I I won't I don't mind saying this now because it's going to take a while. It's going to take a little bit to get there. Mm-hmm. It'll take some get, some getting there, I'll say that. But I'm already planning with people IRL who want to guest who don't want to play like not not play like re, like all the time but like guest i'm already planning with certain people down the road who are going to be playing guest characters in antiva okay i'm already planning that shit i already have people who are like what do you want me to do and i'm like yeah this is what we've been talking about i'm like i'll let you know when we get there and yes, Benita, Josephine, a warped version of Josephine is is in this. Yeah. Excellent. But I think the way how... Sorry, I'm also like in the middle of feeding my cat. So sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I, I would be remiss if I, to ask, but what, what? Where are we at time-wise? <laughs> oh, no, I was getting... I was finding a good way. I was, I, was, I was literally trying to find a good way for us to like... To, I think this is a good way to end. Um, I think we're say like the two-hour mark here. Yeah, we we we, we, we to be that guy, but I do want. I just realized it too right now. I'm like, oh yeah, where is our time mark? I was trying when you was given a gr- a great analogy of um thanking technically me and Benita. I was going like, oh, this is a good way to end. This is really a good way to end. But then we yeah. we we snowballed into something else. So actually, we're gonna, we're gonna well, we can we can we can still go back to that because. Like, I will reiterate, because you don't have to tell me twice to be that, that sincere, because I'll do it fucking again. Uh, I very much thank you, and if anybody that is who has played the game that is, is listening right now, I thank you all very, very much. And I'm very appreciative of everyone who's in, who's been involved, because I know that you guys have been, like, you know, saying, like, hey, it's Christian, and, you know, you're the DM, you're the one that's making it. And, you know, that's that's true. But like, there's no, there's no game to DM without you guys. There's no inspiration for me to have without you guys. And the reason I play the game every week, and the reason I'm so invested in creating these like storylines, 
is because I want you guys to have fun with them. Like, there's no point in me making these these storylines, these characters, these situations, these, like, things for you to interact with. There's no point in me making it if you guys aren't having fun. Mm-hmm. Like, that's something that I always try to tell myself. I, like, trying to keep that in the back of my head, like, regardless of how I even feel about it. Like, the game exists so that way you guys as players can have fun, and so that way I can have fun too, as I present that. And I think we've found a great balance, and that's not just because of me. That's the entirety of the balance that we've struck between everybody that comes into the game, the people that watch, the people that help, the people that, that you know, come back every week and bring that energy, that, that not even that energy, like that, at least that intention of this is going to be something that we can enjoy together. And I th- thank you both very, very, very fucking much for giving me that and giving me something to look forward to every single week and something that gives me joy during the week all the fucking time when I spend my energy during the week coming up with this stuff and thinking about stuff and researching and like like making these fun things because I do enjoy playing the game. I really do enjoy playing the game. But I don't think it was until recently that I realized that I love this game when I'm DMing it and creating things for other people. So thank you guys for helping me do that. And thank you. Thank you. With that. For bringing me in. Yeah. We love you. We love you both. <laughs> I love you guys too. You guys are great. May the force be with you. Aww. Fuck. <laughs> and with that. Yeah. And with that, thank you for listening to this D&D behind the scenes of Team Ramarat. Thank you for listening. Remember, we are on podcasting services around the globe. Um, just search. You can actually now Google search the Space Oddity Collective, and we'll be your number one search. Yay. So That's amazing. With that. We are everywhere. So, and with that, thank you for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Thank <music> you.